Welcome to the LVR Podcast, a podcast designed for Australian mortgage brokers made by brokers. We're here to help answer your questions with solid industry answers. Learning, validation, and respect. Now, here's your hosts, Ruan Berger and Marissa Schultz. So welcome everyone to uh, the LVR podcast, Learning, Validation and Respect. And today we've got a really, really good one. One that Marissa, just talking earlier to you, I think we both find a lot of interest in, and that is lead flow. To pay or not to pay for leads. Why would you pay and why would you not pay? So yeah, Marissa, you kick it off. Yeah, this is such a good one because I think when brokers are looking for leads, they are looking at every avenue. And one of the questions that does come up inevitably if you're trying to build referral partnerships is are you willing to pay for those leads? You know, are you willing to give back some of your commission or a bit of a kickback to the business or the person that refers those leads to you? I've had a pretty firm view personally uh, that I prefer not to um, not to offer commissions and not to pay for leads. And I guess my perspective comes from the fact that I've always wanted people to refer to me and to my business yeah. because we're the best at what we do, not because we're getting a kickback. And likewise, I've always wanted to refer to others because they're the best at what they do rather than us getting a kickback from them. So I think for us, for me, it's been, you know, a very firm view both ways in the sense that we don't like to give or receive kickbacks, generally speaking. I mean, there have been some exceptions um, over the years, but I... You know, I'm I'm pretty much on the fence of not paying for leads. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ruan? And I think I think it is just horses for courses. And again, I think it depends on where you're on your journey. So for me, it's uh, it's paying attention to where do you start and where do you want to end up. So mm. one thing I have learned about paying for leads is if you started paying for leads, very hard to stop paying for leads. So you've got to make a decision if you're always going to be happy to pay for leads. And if you're not going to, you really need to rethink the opportunity for paying. So for me, on my journey, when I was in Gladstone, uh, a much smaller you know, audience didn't have to pay for leads. And when a real estate did ask for payment, there was a good opportunity to go, well, I don't have to, so why would I? Then coming mm. to Brisbane, starting over... We did pay for leads, started with a big real estate firm and ended up having to pay for leads. And again, uh, there was offices that didn't want to be paid and we could influence them to say, okay, Mm. well, then don't pay. The part I like with it, Marissa, where I do agree with you, is if you can send referrals and it's based on someone's capacity, someone's, uh, uh, you you know, capacity to do the job, then you can hold them to those things. If it was yeah. based on a monetary value, then there's a lot of tales to it in respect of how the client look at it. So for me personally, I mm. I think there's no right or wrong answer in whether you pay or you don't pay. And you made the point to say a bit on the fence but not paying. I think that can easily go both ways. If you can pick up a really good referral source, you may yeah. have to consider the option of doing so. I'm just a big believer if you don't like paying now, don't start paying because you can't take it away again. Yeah. I think one thing that you said that was really critical there was that if you are going to enter a relationship where you are going to pay for leads, then the relationship must be built on more than just that. Yeah. You know, so Agree. 
I still believe that fundamentally you have to share the same values and you have to be able to give each other much more value than the monetary exchange of a bit of commission kickback here and there. Otherwise, it won't last because in my time I've seen other brokers that have entered into these um, kickback arrangements with the referral partners and then they just get outbid by another broker. Great. It's like the interest rate. You don't. Just like you don't want customers that are rate shoppers, yeah. you don't want referral partners that are just referring to you just for the commission kickback because ultimately that doesn't end well for anyone. No, and it is true. It is like the interest rate conversation. It is that point of, you know, who goes lowest, who goes highest. You, at the end of the day, it's uh, there's no true relationship being built other than what mm. is in it for me. So yeah. I think it needs to be about more than the money agree. because – if it's not, then it's not going to last, you know. No. It's about building that long-term relationship and providing. If, if you're working with a referral partner that can't see your value beyond the monetary kickback, then they're probably not the right referral partner for you. That being said, if this is early days for you, and, mm. and I mean, in the early days, it's hard to say who is the right referral partner because you want only finding oh, your yeah. motion, your notion. So, so in that case... For you, how would you go about then saying what is it that you offer if it isn't if it isn't money? What 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 can you do in your mind? What what do you think if you were to talk to some new brokers to the market? Yeah, look, I think that my advice to new brokers in the market would be that if you are in discussions with potential referral partners and looking at the setting up these arrangements, that I'd want to get to know them really, really well before you enter into this sort of arrangement. Because like you said, Ruan, once you start, it's really hard to stop. Yeah. And you want to make sure that their um, values and their reputation is where you want your values and your reputation to sit. Because otherwise, I mean, ultimately you will be a reflection on each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's really important that you find that you actually take a little bit more time and not rush into these arrangements yeah. and make sure that they're actually the right business to partner with. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And if, and if you feel like they are, like if you've done your due diligence and you've built the relationship and you're really confident that this is a good long-term partnership for you and you've worked out the numbers and you're happy to share your commission with that referral partner, then go for it. Yeah. But like I said before, it has to be about much more than the value, like than the money exchange. Yeah. So Marissa, you just made the point there and I'll, I'll just piggyback on that. You said if it is a good relationship and if it mm. does, the numbers does add up, then you can go, well, okay, let's go into a monetary relationship. Let's go into an arrangement where there's no clip on the ticket for you. The point I would just say on that is that you also now have to remember if you do it for one, it's very hard not to go and do it for the others. So yeah. you're in that moment also again got to take stock again to go, well, if I do it now for them, yes, they're great to me, but these guys hear it down the street, they're not going to be very happy if I've offered it to this office but I haven't offered it to this brand. So yeah. be very careful again. I think this is why for me I love this conversation. It is almost sometimes you've got to stay true to what you believe in first and foremost. And I would like to think if the relationship get to that stage, uh, the money does become less important in your opinion? Mm, absolutely. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think if you're, if you're providing, well, let's say, for example, a real estate agent, real estate agents want to sell houses. Yeah. If you're being able to, if you're able to add value to them and help them to sell houses by qualifying um, their buyers a lot quicker, helping their vendors, and actually making them look good and helping them to get properties uh, settled uh, 
you know, quickly and efficiently, that is going to be way more valuable to them than, you know, a couple of hundred dollars for, you know, for a loan settlement. So I think it's really about finding out what actually, you know, what, what value they're really looking for and what would be the most valuable thing that you could do for them. And nine times out of 10, or I'd say even 10 times out of 10, you know, there is a lot more value in other things you can yeah. do for that referral partner rather than the commission exchange. Yeah, and it's them understanding. I, I think and um, for any of our listeners, the part here is you may also now ask the question, and I'm just influencing it from conversations I've had in the past, but how do we get into that office? How do we even get the opportunity when every broker is trying to have that same opportunity with some having it and some not? So even getting in could be a hard thing. And I, I for one have had this conversation with a a broker and I said to him, you can start with what falls on your desk. If you get a Mm. contract and it's Joe Blow from Joe Blow Real Estate, nothing stops you to start a conversation and pick up the phone and say, Joe Blow, with the client's consent, I'm looking after this client. Um, I'm going to keep you up to date with what's coming next. I'm going to let you see how our process works and really look forward to get this uh, um, approved and get it settled for the client. And as that process uh, uh, morph itself, there's uh, this br- great opportunity for you when it's settled to go and say, hey, Joe, what did you think of our process? Did you enjoy it? Is there any feedback, anything I can do better? Now, suddenly yeah, that's a conversation. That's a conversation you wouldn't have had just to be able mm. to get in there. So have you got any tips like that for them in those early days? Yeah, look, I uh, for early for early days, I always think that it's really great to find a broker that's on the same level. Um, sorry, find a referral partner that's on the same yeah. level as you. So, for example, if you're just starting out in broking, go to local networking events. Yep. Go to you know, in South Australia, we've got the Business Enterprise Centre events. Um, there's so many local business networking events, yep. and find referral partners that are just starting out too. Yeah. You know, I actually feel like sometimes if one referral partner is really large and they're referring to someone who's just starting out or really small, there's a real imbalance of power there. Yeah. And there's a, you know, not, they're both not bringing equal things to the, to the party. So if you can find someone that's more at your stage of business that is growing their business from the grassroots like you are, you can actually build together and build something really uh, sustainable and long-term and meaningful and help each other along the way. And I think that sometimes that's a good place to start rather than trying to tackle the big fish. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's what I think about that. I agree and I with just that. think that rather than trying to go out there and outbid the broker next to you, I think you're better off trying to build relationships with people that share common interests and that have common values yeah. and that want the same thing out of business and that, and that are willing to work with you and, and you help each other. Yeah, and action speaks louder than words. I think at the end of mm. the day, if the opportunity presents itself, you've got to show them what you made of. You've got to show them how your process look, what you do for the client, why they would even consider or contemplate to send another client or, or prospect to you in future. And I do also think you, you've you got to do the hard yards. Um, the, none of these things mm. for any of us has come easy. Um, if it means that they ask you to be at an open home, you've got to consider those things because the only thing you have at the start to give and to give most of is your time. Now, that may yes. change later on, but you've got to really understand what it means to not just, one, get that relationship, but to uh, to to physically keep that relationship 
and what do they want from you? I think, you know, you just made the point now, and I really like that. I, I think you've got to understand who they are too, what's important to them. And if the mm. very similar things are important to you, there's a match made in heaven. There's an opportunity there to to really invest in it. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think another tip for new starters is that most of the way that we've built our referral partners over the years has been from just doing a really good job yeah. uh, with the customers that we have. So when we've had a, a client come to us and and maybe that client has an accountant that we've got financials from, maybe they're buying a house, so we're dealing with a conveyancer and a real estate agent, you really have an opportunity to shine in that moment. Agreed. You have an opportunity not only to delight the client, but you have an opportunity to impress and delight all the third parties that are involved in that transaction. And if you can do that, then you will find that opportunities will come up to um, have referral relationships and build referral relationships without a money exchange because people will see how good you are at what you do. They'll see how well you communicate with all parties and they'll want to work with you again. Agreed. So I think that's a really great way to find your referral partners when you're first starting out. And almost every transaction that you work on, apart from maybe a simple refi, uh, will have other referral partners yeah. involved. But just point to note, just to segue on the simple refi, I think you can even go as far as saying that particular person, you don't know what you know. So asking them the question, do you have a real estate agent that you know that mm. you befriended with? Would you mind doing you know, making an introduction for me? I think we discount those moments sometimes to, because we don't ask. Absolutely. And if I learn Absolutely. anything, you've it's got to ask. to ask for referrals, oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> and I think sometimes... It's really important. Yeah, we may. And so many brokers are scared of doing Agreed. that. I think we should do another podcast episode, Ruan, on how to ask for referrals. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I, I think, and it's uh, for me, again, if you think about us, you know, and our journeys that we've had uh, um, as mortgage brokers, you do start having a little bit of a thicker skin because you realise that at the end of the day, every time you ask, you learn more about people. Mm, and, you know, that's, that that can only be a good thing in, in, a, in a business or a industry or a profession where we are people, we, we deal with people. So we've got to understand yes, people, right. you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we're out of time, Rowan, but I think we've got some topics to cover for the upcoming podcast. We do indeed. Um, everyone just want to say thank you so much for joining and really look forward to every time see share some golden nuggets with you, some little ideas, little tips that you can hopefully just put into your business or into your arsenal, into your identity, your brand of how you can be a better broker, but also become that better human being in respect of how you deal for your clients, your referral sources and everyone around you. We thank you for your time. Marissa, thank you so much for uh, uh, being present again and giving us your insight it's as my always. Pleasure. Look forward yeah. to the next one. See, See you later. guys. Thanks for listening to the LVR podcast. We hope you gained massive value from today's episode. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Success and Broker, and the Broker Journal, driving broker routines and behaviors for better client outcomes. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'd appreciate if you gave us a five-star review. That way, it'll help others who would value this content too. We'll join you in the next episode.